want to welcome in now from WFA, ABC TV in Dallas, Joe Trahan. Joe, how you doing today? Coach, what's going on? Great right. championship Sunday. I'm I'm doing good, man. Doing good. Thanks. Well, we uh we're sorry we're a little late getting to you. We uh we we had to break down these championship games too. Garrett and I bantering back and forth about uh about a, a lot of different possibilities. You know, I, I know that uh or I happened to see last night, especially you did on uh, on Dak Prescott, as far as what uh, the Cowboys may do uh, with his contract situation. D- does he have all the leverage? And I know you had a cap expert on there, and obviously there are uh, a lot of different sentiments. I happen to know, having worked for Jerry Jones, uh, not very often does he get out and negotiate it. Not very often does. Does he uh, – is he not the hammer? Normally he is the hammer. He, he very seldom is the nail, but maybe in this situation, maybe, maybe he might be the nail. Tell me your feelings going into this uh, situation with Dak Prescott and how the Cowboys, you think, could navigate through and handle a situation that it's going to be a tough situation. And quite frankly, they're skating on very thin ice. No, I agree, Coach. I mean, it's going to be difficult for them to get a deal done. And unfortunately, they're dealing with some of their sins past because, you know, I guess two, three years ago, coming into that third season that Dak Prescott had, the Cowboys could have got, you know, what we now see would have probably, what should have been a really good deal on signing Dak Prescott. Now, back then, it would have been 30, 32 million, and we would all have been screaming, oh, my God, how can you pay a quarterback that much? But if they would have made that investment back then, we wouldn't be where we are right now. And it's going to be difficult because, Coach, Dak Prescott will either be either be a free agent this year if the Cowboys don't sign him to the tag. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, the more likely scenario is that they end up giving him the franchise tag because I don't think they're going to be able to come up with a number that both sides can agree upon. And it all goes back to the issue of guaranteed money. Dak will have $37.7 million guaranteed with uh, the franchise tag this season that's coming up. So when you put that into you know the agent calculator of how much guaranteed money that the Cowboys should have to pay Dak this offseason – it skews it up, man, and it's going to make it really hard for them to try and agree on something. Um, you know, that, that salary capped analyst that I had on last night, Joel Corey, he's with CBS Sports, and he said if he was Dak's agent, he would ask for $40 million per year. Now, I think that is in the stratosphere, but I understood where he was coming from in terms of the leverage. You know, without Dak Prescott, the, the Cowboys just – they aren't the same team, and as badly as they played without him this season – we saw how Dak did cover up uh, some of the issues that existed with the offensive line, even before that offensive line started getting really hurt. And I know Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins weren't, weren't there a lot, but you know, Dak covered up some of those issues and we, and we started to see some of that. And I, I think because of it, the money that he's going to want and what the Cowboys are willing to pay, it's going to be hard to have a meeting in the middle. Well, and I, and I, I agree with you. I mean, and, and quite frankly, if they do give him that type money on a year where the salary cap is not going to, I believe, increase the way some think it will, I mean, literally that could that could hamstring the Cowboys in, in, in a lot of different ways. You know, I, I, I'm watching the NFC Championship game, and then afterwards you could see how dejected a guy like Aaron Rodgers is. You think about how many times he's put his team – in the NFC Championship game, and I'm going to say, 
does he have a great team around him? He's got a good team around him. But the fact that he's put him there, I want to say five years uh, since the or five times since the Cowboys have been there one time. I mean, doesn't that make you kind of doesn't that make you kind of sit back and say, God, what if what if Aaron Rodgers is playing on a team with a star on his helmet? <laughs> no, that's a good point. And you know, it's interesting, right? Aaron Rodgers is obviously not happy. You know, we, we thought that that he and 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 Lafleur had had a you know some sort of meeting of the minds. Well, you know, once you put a little stress. On, on a on a problematic relationship, things start to crack. And, and that was a big crack with the way that Aaron Rodgers handled that. You know, the fact that, you know, he couldn't even stand up to try and, you know, go for that fourth down um, when they had it down there on, on the eight-yard line. Uh, and, and, and afterwards when he said, I'm not so certain about my future. I mean, it, it's a great point, Coach. I mean, what, if Aaron Rodgers is available, you know, Deshaun Watson is obviously available. Um, Drew Brees, if he wants to keep playing, he could be available. I love Drew to death. I wouldn't go that route. But, I mean, going back to the whole leverage situation with Dak Prescott, if you start bringing some of those other names into the realm, you know, is that the way that that Jerry tries to finagle some uh, some way of getting leverage in that deal with Dak? Well, there ain't no question that's what he's going to do. Then you've got – then you've got Matthew Stafford, who's Dallas's own. I mean, he yep. went to school yep. at Highland Park. Uh, you know, might he, might he be someone who, uh, who could come in here? Um, I, I do think that no matter what, Joe, and, and this is no matter what, Jerry never gets out leveraged, and and I don't feel like he's out leveraged in this situation. I know, I know that you do because we've talked about it before, but boy, I don't. I, I don't think he he's out leveraged here. So here's the deal. Let me make sure I explain it to, to the listeners. Um, you know, leverage works in a lot of different ways. This might not be the one-on-one leverage with Dak and Jerry, right? But in terms of the leverage that Dak has with his future in the in the NFL and the money that he's going to make, he's got all the leverage. Now, part of that means he might have to say goodbye to Dallas, and he might not want to do that, and that might cost him some of his endorsement dollars, right? So there's mitigating circumstance there, but still, when you look at the financial part of it, Dak is set up. The only thing, the only thing that would would throw a wrench in this thing is if he ends up getting hurt again, God forbid. Well, and and, and when you say hurt again, and and I guess I think about this from a uh, from an organizational standpoint. I wonder when you have um, when you have the type of injury Joe that he had. When you have we we know there's thousands of nerve endings down there that that run down your leg into your feet. When you think about all of that, it's got to be one of those situations where not only is Jerry trusting the fact that. Um, you know that that he, I'm sure he wants to sign him to a long-term deal, but he's got to be trusting those doctors and those trainers what they're saying to him, right? As Dak continues his journey to come back from what was a horrifying injury. Well, you know that's the thing, right? If if Jerry's going to make a hundred and sixty million dollar investment, he he will have all the medicals down pat, and they'll they'll know you know, what the possibility is along those lines. And they've got 
Um, the Cowboys do. They've got really recent history in terms of trying to figure this out because Jalen Smith, you know, while it wasn't the same injury, his was obviously a knee. But when it comes to, you know, getting those nerves to try and fire again, they, 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 they understand the science and, and the medical part of it. But from all indication, um, everything that I've heard, the whispers from the star that I've heard, you know, I haven't heard anything along those lines. I've heard that, you know, the, the prognosis is good for Prescott uh, to come back and to come back healthy. And that's part of the reason uh, why I think he's got leverage, too. Well, and that's great news and something that we want to hear. You know, Joe, before I let you go, I'll be, I'll be sad not to mention. How about, how about today it comes out that Cole Beasley played all three of those playoff games with a partially broken fibula? Yeah, you, you could tell, though. You, you, knew something, you knew something was wrong with Cole, right? He was hurting. There was grimacing. But, man, you're right. You're right. I mean, as quick as that guy is, as phone booth quick as that guy is, for him to keep playing like that, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, he, you know, the kid's all guts, right, um, with a lot of skill mixed in there. But um, ultimate competitor, Tony Romo talked about it on the broadcast yesterday, great competitor. Um, you know, once Jason Garrett talked him into not quitting back in training camp way back when, uh, Cole Beasley has had an incredible NFL career, especially given uh, his stature. No, no question, and, and I, I'll give Jason that. Hey, Jason knew back then. Hey, this guy's quick as a hiccup. I got to figure out a way to get him in and put him in this offense somewhere, and that's exactly what he did. Hey, I, I know you're busy, Joe, trying to get it all together. I appreciate you taking time to jump on with us today. My pleasure, brother. Y'all take care. We'll talk soon.